Hello, and welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with me, Kay. Join me as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unfiltered, unscripted, 100% me, fully clothed. Well, friends, today I'm flying solo, so you get to enter the brain of Kaylin, and hopefully it's not too too crazy of a ride. Mel is having some throat issues because she's been, you know, indulging in too much de- delicious soup, obviously. <laughs> oh boy, I'm sure she's going to be thrilled about that. Anyways, her throat hurts and her voice is like... A little spotty, so Ryan's a lucky man. Okay, that's not prob that's probably not why, but anyways. We're sending you well wishes, Mel. Moving on. Um Yeah. So me. Here we go. Thanks for stripping with us guys. Um for all of twenty twenty three. Holy smokes. Uh, your love and support obviously means the world to us. So thank you again from both Mel and I. And I think today in this episode, um, what I'd like to talk about is... I'm so nervous. Um, is some things that I hope for in the new year for you and me and all of us. So I just want to tell you a little bit of a story and then get into hopefully an inspirational message. I don't know. We'll see where she goes. So over the Christmas break, um, you guys know that I went for a little vacay for two weeks and I, um, I met some really amazing people. And one of the people that I met reminded me so much of a younger version of me and I think that a lot of us especially as women can relate to this so I met this beautiful soul and she was telling me like you know how she she's in a caregiving role and all of these things and I just I just thought to myself like people that go through trauma at a young age usually always ends up working with the most vulnerable population aka kids or seniors that is just a pattern that i see over and over and over again that like when we experience trauma we try to help people we don't want anyone else to ever feel how we felt and then we end up attracting partners that need our help as well and so it just, then we just get into this vicious cycle of like always giving, giving at our, at our jobs, which um, exhausts us mentally, physically, all of the things, but then also somewhat fulfills us because we know we're making a difference, but it just feels like we can never get ahead. And then we come home to these partners where they are just like, they give us little glimmers of hope that they're getting better or that their old habits are are disappearing or that you know we are making a difference in their life too and it's just this constant cycle of giving and i think 
that it is a trauma response. And I think it is also so much avoidance comes with that too, right? Like I look back at when I was working with kids um, and in a relationship that did not fulfill me. I could focus on everyone else except for myself. And that, I told myself that that fulfilled me, right? Like I'm helping people. I'm making a difference. I'm making sure that people don't have to suffer. Like, you know, I I I suffered through school. I'm trying to make sure that kids don't have to do that. I'm I'm changing the world. But now that I'm out of that very toxic cycle and I've had to face a lot of my shit, I realize that I wasn't really sure. Okay, maybe I did help a few kids, but it was at the cost of myself. Like, I wasn't fulfilled enough to be in that role. I wasn't fulfilled enough to be in that relationship, and I lost my identity while loving someone else and trying to fix other people. I became someone I wasn't. Because I believed that I was broken, but not worthy of saving. So I tried to save everyone else. And then I got resentful because nobody was coming for me. And then I realized that nobody could come for me. Because who I needed was me. And... It just took me until this year to really embody that. And I thought that after I got out of that relationship and out of that job that I was pri- like prioritizing myself and my own needs. But I fully wasn't because it does fulfill me to be around my friends and family, to be able to be there for people like that really does fulfill me. But it also drains me and it also takes away from me. So I'm just saying that in 2024, I hope that all of us can find that balance for ourselves individually. I hope that you can start to learn that maybe helping other people could be a trauma response, could be you avoiding your own shit. And maybe it's an invitation to just dig a little bit deeper. Like, what do you actually need outside of trying to help everyone else because that's not sustainable we know about burnout right and so since I moved to New Zealand like before I moved to New Zealand I really did think that I was prioritizing myself but then when I moved to New Zealand I was like oh like now I'm I'm really alone And like I said in past episodes, then I was trying to find everyone else to fix, right? But that's that's not my job. My job is to pour into me and inspire people by leading by example. And since I have done that, you guys, in the span of a few months, my relationships have healed significantly. Like, yes, distance makes the heart grow fonder, but I also think that I'm loving out of this place of overflow. I'm not scraping the bottom of my cup and trying to give the shitty little backwash pieces to people. They are getting the purest version of me because I am pouring into me first. And 
I know that this concept is not new and everyone talks about it to the extent of like shut the fuck up kind of point and but and everyone talks about it but it does they don't give you like solid like well how do I actually pour into me because it's such a foreign concept because you know we've just poured into everyone else our entire life and my advice to you is um It doesn't happen overnight, unfortunately. And I think where I have found the most success for me as an individual is to... Oh, God, I don't even know where I started. Getting real with myself. Who are the people that fill my soul and who are the people that suck it dry? And I'm not saying that the people that suck it dry have to go. I'm just saying that maybe it's a little less time spent with them. And it's paired with something that truly does fill my soul. So after I see the soul suckers, then I get to read for 20 minutes because I know that that will fill me back up. Or I go for a walk. Or I do those little things that I know that will top me up a bit. And by prioritizing ourselves... um in the very smallest ways possible like even if sorry prioritizing yourself even in the smallest ways has big rewards so my advice to you is get real with yourself and if you have lost your identity forever because you've forever put other people forward before you that's okay this is your time to reclaim it and how we reclaim our identity is we just start trying new things or start trying the old things that we used to do. Like if you used to read, pull out a book again and just tell yourself five minutes today. That's all I need is just five minutes to read. And then if it's more than that, awesome. And if the next day it's like 15 minutes, awesome. And then if the next day you're just like, holy smokes, I read a whole chapter. Cool. There's no time limit on it. It's just a practice of making sure that you're giving yourself energy because you can't always have energy going out and nothing coming in you guys I have tried that and I burnt out and I got sick and it's just not worth it so do the little things that top you up each and every day maybe one day it's reading maybe one day it's going for a walk maybe one day it's drawing painting running having a bath I don't know what you guys do. Um, I've made a promise to myself to journal every single day this year. I have a journal that has like, it's kind of like a day timer that you can write every single day. So I'm excited about that because usually by the end of the year, I have about seven notebooks and uh, (laughs) all my thoughts are in all of the different places. So to have them all in one place would be really cool. So that's my promise to me is to journal every day. And um, there's days already, we're not very far into this new year, but I'm like, no, I don't want to. And I'm like, just write one sentence. And when we when we break it down to a smaller goal, it, that's what motivates us, right? Because it's daunting to fill a whole page. But if I'm like, okay, just one sentence, that's all you need. I start the process. And before you know it, I have a whole page. You know, it's just retraining that brain because it just self-sabotages us so much and it's exhausting but once you 
start the habit train and you're like, yo, brain, I'm in control here and I know that this will feel good. So let's do it. And honestly, I think I was so scared for so long to be happy. And I just did not believe that I deserved a fulfilling life. And so my brain would do everything to self-sabotage me. And it's been a very hard and long road to even form the simplest habits because I'd always just argue with myself. But it's reputation. And before you know it, you're doing it without even a fight. Um, and you can't wait until you feel like doing something. Motivation comes from motion. So as soon as you start moving, you create motivation. So if you got a pile of dishes right now and you're like, God damn it, just don't want to do those dishes. You're tuckering yourself out from avoiding them. Like the amount of time you spend thinking about them and avoiding them versus just doing them, that's astronomical. The amount of space that that is holding into your mental health shit, like it's weighing you down. So just go do your dishes and tell yourself, I'll just do half of them, you know, or I'll do a couple plates. Go do a couple plates and you'll be shocked. You'll be like, well, shit, I'm already here. I might as well just finish it. Because motion creates motivation. It's amazing. And I used to time myself. So like, I'm like, God, I don't want to do the dishes. I time myself and I'm like, no way. That only took me seven minutes. That's crazy. And it took me a day and a half to avoid it. Like, it's not worth it. And when we start actually breaking, like being real with ourselves and realizing the time it actually takes to do these tasks that we've been avoiding, just like, oh, actually that was pretty easy. Right. But our brains just blow everything out of proportion well that was a little side tangent any hoodles um i need to go and eat some dinner so i'm just gonna keep this one short and sweet um to recap to bring this all in together <laughs> it's possible is if you were a giver i see you I understand. I have been there. And there is no shame in that. Like, do you imagine if there's people in this world that weren't givers? Like, we need us, right? But now that I've seen both versions of myself, like the burnt out, unfulfilled version of Kaylin, like five years ago, and this version of Kaylin, um, I understand that now I am a very empathetic giver, but with so much more to give. Because before I was trying to give from nothing, and now I'm giving from so much overflow. Because I'm being real with myself, I'm being real with my boundaries, and I'm being real with the people around me. And honestly, the people that... <laughs> were in my life five years ago look different to the people that were in my life now but not drastically different you know all of my relationships have shifted 
and become extremely positive and healthy. But I think that starts with respecting yourself. And when you don't know who you are, that's hard. So my advice to you is just exploring who you are. What do you like? What do you not like? Um, And start simple, like reading, writing, music. Um, What kind of temperature do you like your water at? You know, like hydration is a huge form of self-care. Um and and what what can you do to give to you and maybe seeing how you give to everyone else like if you're like um a person that loves cleaning for other people maybe start cleaning for yourself or if you like cooking for other people start cooking really nice meals just for yourself if you are like whatever just if you're like a gift giver Maybe try and give yourself a gift and see how that feels. Probably be uncomfortable at first, but knowing that you are worthy. You are so worthy regardless of what you're doing externally, right? And you deserve to recharge because it's essential. We recharge everything in our in our lives and we need to recharge ourselves too so in 2024 i hope that you can learn how to prioritize yourself in your own needs say no to the things that no longer serve you and um really do the things that set your soul on fire really find those moments that energize you um that's what i hope for all of us and thank you for stripping with me um we're sending mel some serious well wishes and um we have some really awesome guests lined up for you in 2024 and i just i just love you guys so much so thank you for being on this crazy journey and thank you for listening to the end and as always if you ever want to please reach out to us Much love, my friends. Stay weird.